Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Welcome to another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Today, I am joined by a very kindred spirit who I am dying to know more about because she and I resonate on such a close level. And you know that giddy feeling when you're excited about learning more about someone and you probably just can't get enough of them. That's how I feel right now. Let me introduce to you Rosa Carafa. Rosa Carafa says that her journey called life is not that different from yours. Names, places, and culture are mostly the things that may alter. Rosa's passion in life is going through every goal she sets and making them a reality. Rosa is an artist and devotional faith guide, a published author, and a woman who will continue to reach out to as many people as she can with messages that may influence their lives on more profound and eternal levels. With each goal she fulfills, she moves on to the next, but she believes none of these goals would have been possible without the love that surrounds her and her faith that keeps her striving with hope to look forward for tomorrow. So welcome, Rosa Carafa. So excited to have you here. Thank you. And thank you for connecting with me. Um, I've actually been looking forward to this and um, just embracing the moment with you, Michelle, and with so many people out there who um, who are actually walking the journey with us, alongside us. So we'll yes. see where, where today takes us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And for me, my excitement is knowing that, you know when you can sense with someone that um, your paths have been brought together for a reason, there's deeper, <laughs> deeper wider, uh, taller reasons than even the most exciting moment like right now where you're getting to know them, that's the feeling I get around having a connection with you. Um, and it was so beautiful to have your contribution come through for Lightworker Advocate magazine on wholeness and reaching out and, and sharing your, wow, your journey around how you actually feel um, your faith and wholeness go together like this, because faith is another one of my principles that I live by. So, um, for me, it was, uh, and forgiveness as well. I, I just love the article. Thank you so much for, for initially um, coming through that way, but for hanging around and being willing to put up your hand and go, yeah, I'll come on your show. So awesome. Thank you. No, thank you, Michelle. And um, I actually, as soon as I saw that word wholeness on, on your list of um, topics for your beautiful magazine that's reaching out to so many people, I immediately was attracted to that to that word alone because I just found it so powerful because the word wholeness just it just represents us as human beings and it's, for me I actually found a profound connection to that word and that's that whole spiritual connection obviously it's because of what I do I am a devotional faith mentor a reader spiritual coach and it's really up my alley so that's that I was really excited to be honest with you I could have written 
a lot, lot more about it. So maybe I can continue that the next next issue, perhaps, because it's some people can find it something really um, daunting to write about, and someone could see that word. Most people could see that word and say, "What do I write about?" or "What does wholeness mean to me?" And yeah. I find that can be because one can actually be afraid of um, expressing themselves on a spiritual level, on a faith level. And um, it's just such, it's a great deep word. I mean, just, just look at the way it's even written, wholeness. It's like wholesome. And it yeah. means you as an individual and as a person. But thank you. It's profound, isn't it? It's like, yeah. um, you know, when I look at... Um, even the word healing for mm. me symbolizes returning to that which is whole or even realizing that which is whole again, like coming back to returning to wholeness. I think that for me is the definition of healing. So the word wholeness, I feel it's all, it's all about reclaiming what we innately have. I think that the, the connection between wholeness and faith go together so much because uh, let me explain it like this. If I'm faithless, if I don't have faith in anything, then if I look at sort of a, a picture of a circle, it's almost like a, there's a chink missing out of the, you know, like I've, I've, I've almost like I've allowed myself to have a, a gap in my wholeness. It doesn't mean that, that the, the space where that faith once filled is actually gone anymore. It's a bit like, dark matter it still exists out there in space right so it's like looking at it like that not like my faith is broken or my faith is missing or what have you it's 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 just that i need to reclaim my faith i need to bring it back i need to own it again and because there's a space right there and it's carved out and it says faith you know and that's kind of how i feel about that word wholeness with everything so you can imagine how infinite um wholeness is really in my book perfectly perfectly um interpreted michelle and that's my view and some more really because um like you said faith is just an amazing word in itself and faith and wholeness actually complement one another and like we know in the spirit world and in our personal life it can actually be taken on so many different levels and in every journey that we live in life as you know everything's based on a life journey for me and that's how i like to um, communicate with people finding out very much how i see my life would like for others to be able to see their life with such wholeness as well and completeness because so where do you want to be from now? Look how far you've come. Look at all the experiences you've gone through. Look at how your faith even has changes. It's, that, it's, it's, like it's metamorphosing every day. Um, we can grow, you know, we're born. And as the phrase goes, and as the proverb goes, and as the scripture's written, we are known, our journey before we're actually born, from our, we're known from our mother's womb what our journey is. Now it's up to us as human beings on this earth to be able to interpret and, and manifest it. And that's why that word wholeness just, it actually is means so much to me to be able to write that because it is a personal thing. It's exactly what I do. And it really excited me. So 
wholeness is about you as a person reaching your goals and as a spiritual coach finding out your strengths and really building on them and also not being afraid in touching on all the wonderful things that that you would have wanted to touch on in the past but never been able to and this is what I feel in your life where I say okay well let's bring that out in the open that's your faith have faith in yourself um for example I might have someone that says well I've always wanted to connect with the tarot or artwork and oracle cards but I've never known how to how to interpret it so what do I do I use that word wholeness like what is it in you that you can find that you could that makes you connect on a great level even if it is on a visual with something else that's visual like the tarot cards or even a painting me being an artist even those that write short stories because actually encourage writing as well as creative as a creative process so everything ties in together so yes there's a lot of things that i do but i also find that everything is done in a really nice manageable I'm gonna say it's like a forte it's like a piece of music everything just flows so you have your high notes you have your low notes you have you have your bars that everything just happens so quickly and then you know you've got you've got, you've got your crescendo everything just rises and then you've got your beautiful um, finale so for me that's how I see life and that's how I coach people and this is why with many people, I should say majority of the people that are connected with me, it's a long-term spiritual connection. So it never really dies. So No, and yeah, exactly. I feel that too. I was reflecting on that this morning as I was jogging along. Some of my earliest clients ever, like even back to when I was counselling um, people back in early 2000, I, I, I reflect on them today and, and where their lives have taken them. Um, you know, some of them are really like living their truth right now. Like some of them are like flying and some of them are actually, you know, some of them are really have chosen a different path that you, you can see where they had an opportunity to perhaps step into their light and, and their faith and they didn't. And I, I was actually reflecting on that today and, and thinking about them and thinking about how um, as, as leaders and as counsellors, therapists, healers, how, however we want to define ourselves in, in walking this light worker's journey, um, there is a certain amount of responsibility that people have to take when they get to that point where it is, we're, we're put in their path for a reason, but it is always ultimately we're not God, we're not their higher power. And it's really their opportunity to take, to take that, like, I love your intentions with your goals. I set my goals, I meet my goals, I do my goals, I love it. And actually one of the things that, I, that jumped out at me from your article was you said, your investment in yourself and your faith are the keys to you unlocking the doors of freedom of the soul. This freedom will lead you through the one door that will simultaneously then keep opening as you progress to your next great mission in life is being welcomed. So it's like, wow, I love that. It's beautiful. You're just like fully exactly how I feel when we take the next step, the door that opens, we think it's one door, but 
behind that door are all these other doors opening and it only requires willingness. Don't you, don't you think like willingness, that first step of willingness? Absolutely. And um, I'm actually overjoyed that you actually connected with it. And I can't wait for it to be to actually come out and share it with everyone. And so everyone can actually um, read all the fabulous articles in it. And as I do know some of the, um, the authors that are being a part of this, it's actually even more exciting because I know what they can actually bring to everyone else out there. And I really do honestly believe it's something that that magazine in general, not only um, the, the articles that the, some of the authors that I know of have written and also from myself, I know it's something that we can all in our work, we can actually share um, an article to be able to pass on to clients or, or everyone who you can get something out, even a few lines, you'd be surprised how, how it can actually affect someone. So I like to use the words, um, words are powerful. Because uh -huh. words, words speak. It's not just on a piece of paper. It's not just on the computer screen. It's not just in the book. Um, it's words speak. They speak from my paintings behind me. Like, this is why I use my artwork because then people can actually um, become 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 part of me, become become the journey with me. So they see the waves in the background, they see the flora and fauna, they see the colours. So they become the textures that are in the canvas, and it's just like the words, the words that we read, the words that we speak. This is why words are powerful. And look, are you like? mentoring in a way that think use your intuition pause if you can take half a second to to rethink that word and see how it how it feels if it feels great for you then great then you know let it travel from your from your crown down to your throat and then you can interpret it from your mouth you see because then it comes down to your heart chakra how does it make you feel and then, of course, just very much like the doors that I wrote in that article, the one door opens, everything happens in the way we do as well. Everything happens chakric as well. So from the heart, therefore, we know it happens down in the lower region. So very much like the doors, you start opening one door, every other door will start opening and be affected. Very much how we think, we start with the crown, the initial intuition, the thought, then everything starts flowing down our bodies. And therefore, that's how we connect with people. We, we actually come together and we unite. So that's my thoughts yeah. also on wholeness, how everything just works. Totally. Oh, I've got so much to say to that. Um, <laughs> firstly, I know, surprise, surprise. Oh, my God. But, like, firstly, I just want to say that this episode that we're pre-recording so graciously ahead of time because Spirit had other ideas than, than doing what we initially were going to do, which was record one a week um okay so we're, we're pre-recording for february so this when this rolls out your article will well and truly be out there in in the lightworker advocate magazine in that edition that's coming out in december of 2016 so this that that article will be available which is fantastic and also i want to also say that i had to include some of your artwork in the magazine because I just absolutely resonated with it straight away. I was just like, oh, I've got to include that. So that for me was amazing. And then the next thing that I wanted to speak to was the fact that 
everything that we have, like in terms of everything we do, like our will, I was talking about willingness before, everything that we do, every decision we make, every intention we set, every word we speak, every paintbrush that we put on the paper, every everything that's like oozing out of us comes from somewhere, some intention, some initial impulse, if you like. And I think it's our job as enlightened beings to become more aware of where it's coming from and take ownership of that. And it doesn't really matter where it is coming from, actually. It could be coming from our inner child. It could be coming from our higher self. It could be coming from perhaps we're, perhaps we're channeling spirit directly. But it's, I think, our responsibility on that wholeness level to own, oh, this is what I'm this is what I'm expressing. This is where this intention is coming from. And when I read your words, I could have written them. And so for me, it's like, oh my God. So she's really channeling spirit, like the way, because the words jump off the page to me, like my higher self is speaking the words, if you know what I mean. Do you ever experience that when you're reading someone's work, Rosa? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is going to take us down to another topic now. It's got to do with the people, especially um, my good friend who's already, you know, done his interview and reached out to the world um his words jump at me and his words actually affected me when i read his book so i do connect with his words and i use them as part of my work too and how i reach out to people so and um it's like i said the power of words and i do believe that people actually like you use the word kindred spirit how we're all connected with one another and i really honestly do believe that we all walk this earth together. We each bring something, something to um, to one another, whether it's something great, something that's not so great. I don't believe there's a negative. I do believe that everyone serves a purpose, even if it's just for a snippet in your life journey. They're meant to have been there, and there's no point in fighting it, and no point in going back in the past and say, "Oh, I wish I didn't meet that person." This is where I come in and this is where you come in. We come in and say, no, pause, stop. Give gratitude to have come and gone in your life the way they did because this is what brings you where you are now today in this very moment. And this is, I write that in my book, in one of, in one of in the beginning, like you need to thank people who have come in your life because they're the people who have contributed to who you are now and also have contributed to why I wrote my book and the frame of mind that I had whilst I was writing it. So I have to say again, thank you to everyone who's come in and out of my life. <laughs> yeah, and I love your, I love the name of your book. Like, I love the name of your book, The Aspects of Me. I love that name. I love that name. It's like, it's almost like you're saying, look at me, I'm a rainbow, and there's my orange aspect over there and my green aspect over there. I love it, I love it, I love it. It's, it's so wholeness because when you look at the rainbow, you don't go, oh, look at that colour and that colour, you go, oh, what a beautiful rainbow, right? Perfect, perfect. That, um, so aspects of me, obviously, because everyone knows me, are spiritual aspects. So the word aspects is really personal for me. So for me to be able to share it to the world is another wow factor for me because aspects means... Um, we can use the word aspect, that just means one, but that limits me, that limits you as a person. So I like the word aspects. So in saying that, the first book is actually called Aspects of Me. Here we go. Because 
there's lots of aspects coming up. So um, I hope you can all um, embrace the first one, which is aspects of me, but obviously is a spin-off of aspect, spiritual aspects of what I do. And like I said, like, like you said, everyone is a color. Everyone is a texture, like I mentioned before. Everyone, and like you, you so beautifully put together, everyone is a paint, a paintbrush stroke. And that's where it all comes from. So aspects of me without giving too much away about it is I'm going to, I use the word me, but that's the sidetrack. Is it really about me? Question mark. This is why I've been keeping it quite secret until people actually receive, receive the book. So they, it's a surprise as to, people might think it's about me. <laughs> In general, like me. It's a surprise. It's actually something that myself, my, myself and, my, or, and my publisher at White Light Publishing, Christy, have actually kept it under wraps. So only those who've actually reviewed the book and have actually respected my wishes and all know what it's about. So in saying so, it's an affirmation book, very simple. The simplicity of it is what I love the most. I say that if a child can read it, and get it, then a teen can read it and get it. Then with in saying that, followed by the adults and the most influential people in these children and teens' lives can get it. Okay. So it also goes back to what you said earlier is in getting back with that inner child. This is why when I create, I create something that's for everyone. From the, from from let's just say from a child, small child to someone who's lived great fulfilling life. So um, colour, words, indeed are very powerful. Affirmations that are inspiring for everyone. And also I'm going to say it's, it also empowers you to, to actually gain your confidence in life in a society where we're branded by so many rules and, you know, so many do's and don'ts where women... Uh, are at times afraid to be women, let's just say, in a society insane where men are afraid to be men. So I think for, it's really deep conversation this because being a mother of two boys, I know how, how, how limiting at times society can be on them with social media so and school and family influences and how influential adults are with their children so this is why to actually help you help the children help teachers because this book is actually reaching out to schools as well in the education system and in mental health so i've got some really great contacts in saying that some of the, re the reviews that i've had on my book and they're all reviewed on the back one's actually a primary school teacher who's taken the time to read my book and review it and one is also someone from the Department of Health and Human Services in Australia who's actually reviewed the book. And I've got a, an aide, an early learner's aide as well, who's taken the time and a parent as well so who, of a special needs child, so who understands how it would work in the home and also in the education sector as well as well as the child on a personal level. And also I have a teen reader as well, a teen who I can say that I've never met. So in saying that someone has actually read my book, a teen of all people, I mean teens, everything, if it's not on the internet, they won't, they won't open up a book. 
So imagine what awe and excitement that this child actually took the time to read my book and not only read it, write a review. And I'm really on it. It's very overwhelming. Michelle, I can't even I, I can't even explain how overwhelming it is, but um, I'll give you a sneak peek of a page where the only page where it's been outlined to me on the internet because of advertising, because I want to keep it always on that one page when I'm sharing. And it's about it's got it's the colour green that these pages as well. Wow, nice. This, this like I said, I'm only showing you these pages because these are the only ones circling Facebook at the moment, so I'm keeping it simple showing you the simplicity of it the even the font is child friendly the font size is child friendly it's friendly for everyone who even got who even wear glasses that can actually focus and read it and i'm really really proud of it like i said without giving too much away um it's a big thing it's taken some time to put it together and also it talks about my artwork that's chosen, that I've chosen. So there's a, there's a description of my artwork, which is also the original is hanging up behind me. And a little bit about myself, which not many people know about. So it's in the book. A little bit about my family also. And I've got a forward written. I'm really, really proud of my book like I said it's taken me some time to really get my head around it I and think it's really important to acknowledge you and <sighs> what a ama an amazing big step that has been for you and I remember I was watching psychic tv um and I was hearing you share a little bit because your book had just come out you're really excited talking about it and um I was hearing you say it took you at a long time to get the book together like years and and I, I just I feel very teary like I feel like um you know it's the beginning of our discussion you know we're talking about you, you know you set goals you kick them you make you know you know that's the next the next one to do but I feel like also when we actually reach that pinnacle of the mountain where we've reached that height of that goal that we know that spirits asked us to do that has called us to do that for so many reasons to help us enlighten to obviously to help the planet to evolve and grow when we actually reach that i feel like that it's really awesome to be able to have uh that level of um gratitude and celebration and joy and and just really let it in because i feel like we deserve that. Like we, you know, it takes, it is blood, sweat and tears and joy at, along the way to, to reach those goals. And I'm just so, I'm just so proud of you. I wouldn't say heavenly proud of you. I don't know if I have the right to say that, but I, that's the words coming through. So I feel like it must be spirit speaking. <laughs> spirit must be heavenly proud of you. I know I'm certainly well and truly like super duper proud of you for, wow, what a, what an amazing accomplishment, Rosa. Thank you. Thank you, yes. And being on TV, on Psychic TV, yes, and we're mentioning Psychic TV because they've been so good to me as well. And it is close to home. And look, people would say, can say, people that don't know me say, well, what do you know about these subjects? But I did touch on it to the world and public, on Psychic TV that um, I've been struck by grief. 
So that's why it's taken me years and that's why it is extremely excruciating to, to know, I know how it feels. Just that one word, I am creative, I am dedicated. Do you know how hard that was even growing up as a child, right? it, as an orphan, so to speak, because I lost my parents when I was 14, to even be that positive? So this is what this book is dedicated to. It's dedicated to everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter because I know a lot of children and a lot of people, children and adults do suffer from expression, self-expression, and being accepted for who they are, no matter no matter their gender, no matter their sexuality, no matter their colour, no matter how they see the world. See, I don't see any of those things. I don't, honestly, you could call me naive, but I don't see any of those things. I don't see the past in people. I just say, okay, this is the past. How wonderful that you are where you are now. So I'm not giving them a big hug. So for me, you could be married five, six times, have 10 children. Um, you know, a child can fall down, graze their knees multiple times, you know. Um, but yet, you know what? These children keep going. They don't realise, people, adults from our generation don't realise the amount of pressure that young people have nowadays. Um, I'm going to say even as far as children in the um, juvenile system in Australia, in the South and around the world, this is, this is a different topic again, but yet I'm so excited when I heard something on the radio saying that they're, they're really um, looking into really educating them in there and as soon as I heard that I, thought, oh, I want to be one of these educators to go in there and and just give them a hug and just show them with my book yes this is it all you need is a few simple words to almost like implant them in their heads and they can believe that they are dedicated that they are creative like I said those only two pages that I'm going by and and on the bottom it says I'm dedicated. That's the first one for you to say to yourself, I am dedicated. On the bottom, it's as though as I'm speaking to you. So you're getting, you, you're reading what I would say to you. I'll read it to you. So you would read, I am dedicated. You would hear from me say, your ability to be focused in what you like to do is appreciated. You have a dream, a vision and a destination to aim for. So this makes you happy. That's what they will read under I'm Dedicated. So it is like they, they're having me with them as soon as I open up the book. So that's why it's with my publisher, with White Light Publishing House, we made it affordable so then people can actually buy it for children and adults can actually buy and I'm hoping organisations will be able to um, uh, purchase them in order to help the people that they're helping. So this is the simplicity of it. I know it gets repetitive, but it really is that simple and so effective. And even the last page, it's actually really, really, um, really special for me and that's the wow page for me. So the last page, can you believe it? The last page of the book is the wow factor for me. So, and I hope that everyone else actually enjoys it the same way. So it's out now and it's only $10 Australian plus postage. So 
and it'll be you actually get it get it i'll actually sign as many as i can on a personal level and possibly even share a message in there so with the person connected with them randomly that's right and that will be done randomly like um for me i i actually asked i would ask people is the book for you um and if if the book is for you would you like a message channeled through from spirit because I felt like it's one thing to sign a book, but then it's another, like, if we're natural, you know, have that natural channeling ability and it's coming through, um, oh, my God, the, some of the messages that came through and I was, you know, signing every day like, like a Bible. And also I wrote a book called Penning Spirit's Message, which is all about expression. You know, initially it was about, um, I thought it was about writing and I thought it was about going to be, you know, channeled message through writing, you know. But it turned into what I talked about before, which was that we're all a channel and we're, we're all expressing spirit all of the time and we all have that capability in everything we do. So we're the paintbrush, we're the, we're the keyboard, we're the, we're the dance, we're the, you know, we're, we're, we're the music, you know, we're, we're the expression of all this and owning that is part of our wholeness as well. So anyway, so when I was channeling through messages for that, it was kind of ironic. I'm channeling on a book about channeling, which is kind of funny, um, but it's true. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the topics that you've covered, I, I just have so many different things I want to say. Like, firstly, you know, your boys, um, and you know how you were talking about their difficulty um, in this society, what I, what I found is that I want to say this carefully because I don't want to put people who perhaps are standing up for women's rights. I don't want to put them off because I believe that as a human being, we all have rights and equal rights at that. But what I, w what I do want to speak to is the fact that a lot of um, women uh, almost like, like they polarize men into a category. And I understand that there are a lot, there can be a very big generalization around men. And even I have a tendency to do it too sometimes. Oh, I'm just a girl sometimes. I, I can't think of how to put a mechanical thing together. And I do that to myself. I, I get it. It's easy to do. Slip into that. Yeah, we all do it. Oh, yeah, he's a guy, you know, can't multitask. Or, you know, we do those kind of generalizations. But I feel like what I want to say about that is that as a society like of women who have brought up these men, that there needs to be certain amount of responsibility taken for how we are allowing our boys growing into men to be their whole self, to actually be the full expression of who they are. I feel like, Rosa, I want to really, I mean, I, I have two girls. I have two daughters. And... They both are very passionate about this topic, extraordinarily passionate about it. Even though we are a, we are a family of girls, and I do have a husband living with us, but we are so passionate, ridiculously passionate. You'd think that they were boys, you know, or, you know, their mum was a dad. That's how passionate we are about this. So can you please, how old are your boys? And can you please like maybe shed whatever's coming through for you about this? Because I, I really want to, I value you and I'd like to know your opinion on it. Well, for myself, yes, I do have two boys. One's a teen 
and um, the other one's a little bit younger, five years younger. So I've got them on two ends of the scale, on, you know, on opposite ends of the scale. And and I can say that is it is challenging because it also keeps um, keeps me as a woman on my toes all the time. So therefore, I do rely on my faith and also wholeness in myself to keep me grounded and also being the ability to be able to just listen to them. Okay, and this is what I feel with boys. That's my experience with boys listening, making them feel as though that everything they say is okay. There's no boundaries. They can just talk. Um, home is a way, is a place where they learn respect. Home is the place where they learn, they, they learn more than what they do at school, so to speak, okay? Because at school, the, the wonderful teachers have taken that responsibility to be able to take on our children and give them an education. And but at home is where it all begins. So the way we actually communicate with the boy, with our, with the boys, um, it's really really important to teach them. I mean, not people, not many people are going to agree with this, but teach them uh, manly things. You know what I'm saying? Like go back to basics. Go back to how our what I like to say with my experience, my grandparents were because I do write an article in it in my blog, like love through the generations, like. What was love? Well, because everyone has a role in the family to play. So it doesn't matter, like you said, if you're a, a mother and you've got father abilities as well. And it doesn't even matter if you're a father and you've got maternal abilities as well. Because what happens is you're showing them that they can be both. And no matter what decisions they make in life, they're going to succeed. So, yes, children, um, there are a lot more children who are a lot more conscious of their behaviours now, even though many may disagree and say they don't care or they're just so busy on the internet. I plan to be a little bit more controversial and say, no, they're very conscious because of the internet. So society has actually forced our children to grow up overnight. Okay? So all of a sudden I have a 15-year-old who is like an, is a young adult, but yet not capable of certain simple things that we would have been able to do at that age. Does that make sense? So therefore, yes, yes, I am. I have got a pragmatic way of, of parenting. Yes, you do empty out the bin. You do help mum. So that is your role. I can only do so much. Yes, yeah. you can help yeah. me. You can help me in my creative process because they're so accepting of what I do. And some may say that's the feminine side in him, in, in both boys, especially the little one who's extremely gifted with cards. And so there's a beautiful balance. So I get involved with showing them how things are done that are manly tasks. It's this to show them that, you know, women can do these things too, but it's okay to um, accept yourself and do them as well. So, yes, it's okay to be able to sit down and um, watch me paint, you know. It's okay to be able to hold a deck of cards if you're so inclined to say to them. And it's okay to be able to share how you feel with your friend. It's really, really important. So, once again, I encourage um, my boys to be able to talk to their friends rather than communicate on an internet or Skype basis or Facebook basis or, um, you know, especially the little one is so is such a sports fanatic 
So I've given to talk about soccer. He's out there. But then I say to him, well, did you ask your friend how your friend was feeling today? It'll be like, oh, no, I didn't, but I'll ask tomorrow. So what I find is really important that when I do pick him up from school, this is my youngest, I ask, I'll ask, so did you ask your friend how he was feeling yesterday? He said, yes, I did. And he said he was feeling good. And so he does that on a regular basis. It does take prompting from us. And this is where the book comes in for him because I actually designed it with my boys in mind right? and children in mind. Also, they're female friends who I've seen them grow up since such the elders him grow up with females so we're talking about the female balance from primary school even from daycare how i really encourage the communication and also to respect a female as well and also to be able to say it's okay for them to say hey now i'm having a bad day today you know can i talk about it to their female friends and also equally to their male friends because also with a lot of um family dynamics changing nowadays there's a lot more um, blended families. We seem to find, and we also forget that's not just us that's going through it, it's the children. And this is where isolation can start happening and um, self-esteem is really important. Just something simple like reminding your child, ask your friend how your friend is feeling today. Yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned that word respect several times mm. because in our household... Uh, we had, like, we're very pragmatic too. So we've always had, um, if you like, chores, or but we didn't call them chores. We more called them responsibilities. Like, these are your responsibilities, you know. Once a week, you do the bathroom. That's your bathroom. You know, um, you do your washing. Ever since the kids were probably, you know, early teens, getting them into the habit of doing that kind of stuff and cooking once a week and, um, you know, contributing in, in ways that, you know, putting out the bin and things like that, that need, as you go, need to be required, required as you go kind of thing. Um, but from, from my point of view, on the top of the chore list, if you want to call it a chore list, uh, a responsibilities list, was uh, respect. And that was the absolute top, um, you know, top priority in our household. And if we can respect, and I'm not not that we always always did it, but you know that was that was that was the goal. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that we we all kind of struggle with that at times when we were going through our own emotional process with regards to someone else's behaviour. But that was the goal, and I feel like that really allowed the the girls to then be able to take that out into society. You know. Uh, more consistently because I think that it's easy to respect people that are kind to you. It's easy to respect people that may have, you know, have a, a, a different opinion, but when someone's behaving in a nasty fashion or what have you, it's harder to, to maintain that respect. And I'm sure that that's a skill that's still, um, you know, continuing to develop. I know for myself, I, I certainly can do it a lot easier nowadays than I used to. <laughs> Um, but um, I feel like that not only allows ourselves to to um, stay in, in that, well, an intentional high self space, but I think it then allows other people to be who they are without us taking that stuff on as well because we're actually going, well, I'm, I'm going to be respectful anyway. Um, whether or not you are, I'm just going to, I'm still going to continue to be that. Now, what I, what I picked up on that was that when I was stepping out of my integrity as a parent, 
my kids could call me on it and they'd say, mum, you know, before when you were talking to me, did you realise you were actually like raising your voice a bit much? That really was starting to hurt my feelings. I was starting to feel really like sad and, and it was like, wow, that's so powerful. It's like, oh, wow, thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Instead of calling me names or being nasty or whatever, they were able to bring that to my attention, that reality. That's not only is that owning ownership of your feelings or expressing what your reality is, but it's also feedback uh, to the other person around the impact of their behaviour on you. Now, I think if society did that as a whole, if we were all... Like you see it in politics today, like men behaving like two-year-olds, like that, and I'm not even going to say two-year-old little boys because two-year-olds in general, right? So they're role modelling a disrespect on that level, on that leadership level, and that's not great for our, for our children, like men, women, you know, little boys, little girls, because that's what they're seeing. Actually, that's part of the reason why I wanted to start Enlightened Conversations because it's a way of expressing our opinions and then getting them out there and then responding in a way that is enlightened and dignified and in, in, in integrity, not in um, uh, revolt to someone else's opinion um, or reaction. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm really passionate about it. I, I, I honour and say thank you to you for asking your little boy, have you asked how your friend is feeling? Because... What that is, is it's not only showing that you respect perhaps his strength, which is the soccer and, and enjoying him, you know, share about the soccer and his, you know, his, his sporty stuff, but it's also respecting his friend and, and respecting his friend's feelings and respecting the emotional realm that we all have and honouring it. And I, I kind of feel like you're bringing that, that word, respect, to wholeness again inclusivity you know feelings are a part of being a boy so is your sport so is you know that kind of stuff well done thank you thank you and um in saying that with the 15 year old it's a that's totally different level so that's why I actually, I actually use well how about when you're on the internet with them ask them how they're feeling so i do the same thing and it's the hardest one is actually the team if you think about it i mean most parents say the same thing is how uh, apart from the monitoring of what's going on on the internet, how do you um, encourage children to be able to have a healthy relationship and healthy friendship, healthy conversations with their friends or with their online gaming team? And especially a lot of the online gaming, is a, they've got friends all over the world. So that can actually all be used in a positive way. And especially when I can hear my big fella saying, oh, my mum's on TV. <laughs> oh, she's on the telephone, she's on TV. <laughs> it's like a little bit, it's like that sense of, they're being proud of their mother's journey and their mums and me and me being their mother that they don't realise how profound the, my journey is, how what it means. And to be honest with you, it wasn't until lately till I've seen me on um on TV and a lot more communicate, a lot more uh, being a lot more active with live broadcasting on Facebook. They really realise what I do actually is a wave effect so that's a, that's what we're talking about respect and goes back to all the doors opening on the in the article that i mentioned so yes it does take time and everything does take time like i said um things happened to me when i was very very young and my my teenagehood was very topsy-turvy and 
um, I started experiencing all sorts of things, which even though I experienced them when I was very, very young, but things actually came, came to life when I was a teen, you know, all sorts of things started happening. So um, my art was always happening. My writing was always happening. My music was always happening. But then all of a sudden, everything was starting to fall into place. Everything had a place, yet and no one really understood me as to how I was communicating with people. But, you know, this is what I like to say to all those young people out there, I'm not much different from you. <laughs> this is why I use that phrase. There's nothing, not much different from me between me and you because the only thing that's different, that's different, it could be my age, culture, just, just simple things like that. But other than that, I was a teen once. I was a five-year-old, a little bit in a, in a different time. But, you know, I was there. I was there when you felt how you feel now, I'm going to say kids or young people, even adults. Have you ever felt awkward or you felt out of place? I've been there. So everything I write, as my publisher knows, everything that I write about, everything that I share about with clients, I've lived it. It's a reality. So I like it when people say, yes, but what do you know about this topic? And then I would say, okay, well, I'm going to make some time with you and I'll tell you what I know about this topic because I don't like using their time to make it about me. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that totally. I like to really keep things personal. Um, I know that in my counselling days, the Australian Institute of Professional Counsellors mm -hmm. Code of Ethics talked about self-disclosure when it's appropriate. And I would say, yeah, absolutely. I, you don't self-disclose the whole session, obviously, because if you, if you self-disclose the whole session, it'd be about you rather than the client. But you, when, you're, when you're actually sharing information and you're making it, keeping it real, so to speak, is that, yeah, yeah, absolutely can relate to that. Um, and this is an example of that in my life. Um, people really appreciate that and they look at you and they say, you know what, I can see that you actually are a human being and if you can do it, I can do it. Like it's, it's kind of interesting. It's right. That role modeling. Um, the thing I, I know we kind of getting to the end of our hour and I don't want to miss out on providing people with your information, but I also just want to ask one question because it, it came to me when I was um, watching on psychic TV and I'm, I'm curious. I really like it that, um, you, you prefer to call yourself instead of a psychic, you call yourself a, a a spiritual advisor, I think it is. Uh, can you just clarify what it is that you call yourself? Yes, I'm a spiritual advisor, spiritual coach, you can call it. I use, um, people tend to call me a, well, a devotion, devotional faith mentor. So once again, I work with you, how you see the world, how, how you feel towards faith um, with hope. So I work with you how, like, obviously, yes, okay, I am, psychic medium and all, all the and, and the clairs that come with it um also because the word psychic unfortunately can actually frighten people and i'm very proud of who i am and i for me that's just the first thing i've just never gone by that word i never have it's never even crossed my mind at all so when people ask are you psychic i would say sure <laughs> if you like to add add that title to me so, um, but yes, I do that and I trust my faith when it comes to my messages. Um, a lot of my messages also come through my dreams and a lot of them have to do with people that I'll be seeing that day or the next day or those two still to come. So a lot of my messages I do share are intuitive. As So for me, trusting your intuition 
is a great thing. So yes, I'm a spiritual intuitive. And obviously I use my cards as well. So there you go. I do read cards. I also teach the tarot as well. And for me, I actually like to look at it as each card is a piece of art. And, and every card has a message. But in saying so, in please trust yourself. So the intuitive, pro, your intuition gives you the answers most of the time. So yes, I'm a psychic comedian, clairvoyant, empath. So um, the list can go on as you, as you know, but yes, primarily I like to use the word spiritual intuitive or spiritual coach and devotional faith mentor, because for me, that just describes who I am. I see you through the process. Like I said to you before, I just don't do a reading or connect with a reading and just you don't hear from me again. So I like to follow it up. So that's why devotional faith is what I like to use and spiritual guidance because that I don't feel compelled to one area. So I feel freer. Like that's a sense of freedom that I feel like I can do my Reiki. I can do my traditional smoke healing. I can do my oil healing with the organic oils that I use. I could do my herbal clear, clearing on you. So therefore there's a lot to me that not everyone knows until they actually connect with me. Yeah, what I do say, so I actually, everything's very basic for me. I actually dry all my herbs, everything I use, it's hands on for me. And yes, I have got the Claire's. So I find it really humbling <laughs> that you actually asked. And <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of like, I guess the reason why I ask you that is because often people, you know, they see the word psychic and then they, they automatically think that that person's going to be able to tell me what's going to happen to mm. me. And I feel like that's very disempowering and, and I feel like there's a level of codependency that society needs to really own around that. Um, the way I view psychics is completely different. Their purpose is to do what you do and to really hold the hand of the person's higher self and every other part that's going, that's coming up and to show the the underbelly of themselves as well be a whole human being but hold space for for that person and their higher self so i actually look at psychic ability as um everybody's capable of it because we all are connected to spirit and we all have spiritual organs every single one of us some of us have been able to work through whatever we've needed to work through in this lifetime or other lifetimes, what have you, to come in to be able to hold space for the other person to come into them and their psychic ability and their connection with their higher self more consistently. Yeah. So that's how I see it. And I just really wanted to speak to that fact that you own that you, even though you were on psychic TV, you own the words spiritual advisor, spiritual coast, intuitive, because you're, you know, you're actually claiming, I guess, the words that the psychic really stand for. That's how I feel about it. Because if anybody goes to a psychic and they feel like the psychic tells them their reality, the psychic tells them what's going to happen, everything's set in concrete, da, 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 they're allowing themselves to be disempowered. And that is not a healthy thing 
to set up for themselves and so far as wanting to step forward into their higher self, into their, you know, empowerment. Exactly. This is why um, words are powerful. So if you say I'm a psychic, someone may say, well, so you can help me and you can guarantee this cannot happen. I said, no, I can't because you actually do have free, free will at the end of the day. And yes, there have been all sorts of experiences, people having all sorts of experiences with, with um, psychics and psychic mediums, but I can tell you there's a lot of genuine psychic mediums out there and a lot of genuine clairvoyants and people who deal, work through their, who people who actually are spiritualists, there are those, there's a minority who are like me who, who don't use the word psychic medium, they only use the words that um, have got to do with with our vocation. I, so, I like to use the word vocation because it's what we're born into and we, it's our choice. Um, but, yes, look, the most important thing is, because I know we need to get this going, is to remain humble in not only yourself as a person but also humility in what you do because you need to remember that people are actually listening to you. People come to you. Most of the time, it's when they're feeling desolate, when they really need those comforting words. So definitely just some advice would be select your words, even if it's going to take you an extra 15, 20 minutes longer with that person. Um, take your time because um, in that way, you can actually communicate a lot better and a lot clearer with, with that person but yes there's so many um great spiritual beings out there and i do believe that i have been made in contact with i have not had a problem with anyone really so being in contact with so many people walking the same path as myself and also i love the way how i could actually recommend people who come and see me to go and see other spiritualists who can actually help them in the areas that I feel that are a lot more equipped. So um, for me, it's, it's all about working together and I love working together. So, so yes, yeah. working together is really important. So I, I do have a, a goal. Yes. Which is keep striving, keep moving forward. It's simple. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to um, wrap it up by making sure people can find you and they can find your book and they know what's coming. I know that you've got another book you're writing. So maybe spend the next couple of minutes just letting people know all of that so that they can look forward to different things that's coming uh, your, their way, I should say. Thank you. Well, they can look. People could actually look me up on spiritual aspects with Rosa, which is a public page, or if you enter Rosa Carafa, you will see spiritual aspects in in brackets, and that's the devotional faith guidance page, which keeps it a lot more personal with um daily messages. So that's a really popular page, to be honest with you, because um, it's and also the authors page. Is that, sorry, is that Facebook or website? Sorry, Facebook, Rosa. Sorry, Facebook. I'm a lot more active on Facebook. So it would be Rosa Carafa, which the spelling would be above this. Rosa Carafa, you see my, my picture there, spiritual aspects. And that's the, 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 the more intimate group for the daily messages where everyone contributes to conversations and live broadcasts. But then there's the public page, 
which um, people are free to join join that page at Spiritual Aspects with Rosa. But also with my book, my book details you will find on my pages. Um, also, I have my author's page. So you once again just enter um, um, Spiritual Aspects. You'll see a picture of me. And the book is available from there. The, the link will be there. I'm sure we can arrange to put the link within our comments a little bit later on. And so that's where they could find the book and all my details will be on the back of the cover. So um, that way I'm looking forward to connecting with so many new people and also praying with the um, continuance with all the people that are still in my life. So, and I'd like to thank you, Michelle, for having me here as part of this great team. And I'm going to say it's such a phenomenal family that you've put together here and, with, with, with the station and I'm really proud and like I said and just it just helps so many people and so far the subjects and the topics and the people that you've had have just been astronomical so a broad range so I say to people you've got something to share you feel that someone needs to know drop Michelle a line and um, communicate with Michelle and um, this if you don't get a spot on radio or on on the article, write an article, um, Michelle will listen to you and lead you in the right direction, I'm sure, because she's done so much for so many people. And yeah. thank you thank so you much. much. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited that we've got our, our live Q&A, um, which will be aired on the 23rd of November. Um, 12 o'clock to 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So just to let everybody know, if you want to ask Rosa or myself a question on anything we've talked about or you just want to tune into the live feed and see what comes through, please join us. And, and, and it is a conversation. I, I call it a Q&A, but it's, it's really an extension of our conversation and really coming into the space of the energy. And that is another way that you can communicate your and express what you feel as well. And we really welcome that. So all those details will be um, on our little ad that, that is included in this, in this uh, video television program or can be found on the Michelle Lightworker uh, public Facebook page. Um, and you can all, always download the podcast, all the videos, uh, of previous episodes at enlightenedconversations.com.au. Well, Rosa, thank you so much again. I'm sure it won't be the last time we have an enlightened conversation. <laughs> thank you so much, Shana. I look forward to communicating with all those lovely people who will be joining us. And yes, um, please jump on, get a cup of tea ready and um, join in the conversation because I'm here to answer some questions where I can help you, how I can help you, where you can communicate with me, where you can reach me and all about my book too. So um, I'm really, really excited. So thank you and thank you. And get thank some you. rest. <laughs> get some yes. rest. Yes, absolutely. Lots of love to you all and we'll see you next time.